Hi, this is uh, Marty Terigny from Gannett, Welch & Kotler. I'm one of the portfolio managers here. Uh, this is the first quarter 2014 Muni Bond Strategy Podcast. Um, I'm going to take about 10 minutes, discuss what happened in the quarter, um, then talk about our strategy and our outlook going forward. Uh, so what happened this quarter? Um, well, Treasury yields rallied pretty significantly, um, and the yield curve flattened also. Um, if you look at what rates did, five-year rates were only down to two basis points. Um, Ten-year rates were down 31 basis points, and the 30-year uh, Treasury was down 41 basis points. So certainly the longer you were in terms of duration, the better you did. Um, these, uh, this rally in rates was a bit of a surprise to many. Um, most people were predicting for rates to rise uh, in the first quarter and for this year, um, basically in lockstep with what the, uh, the Fed tapering of uh, QE purchases. Um, instead, we got a rate decline. Just goes to show you how difficult it is to predict rates. Um, it was driven by a weaker economic data, you know, in particular a weak employment report in January. Um, we also had some concerns from abroad, including emerging markets and uh, the geopolitical risk associated with the Ukraine caused a pretty significant flight to quality trade. In March, um, the Fed indicated through uh, forward guidance that rate hikes might occur uh, sooner rather and faster than anticipated. Um, the first rate hike expectation moved up to early 2015 from mid to late uh, 2015 and the median forecast of the Fed governors and presidents um, for the year-end 2015 was now moved to 1%, which was up 25 basis points, um, and for year-end 2016 for the Fed's funds rate was moved up to 225, which was up 50 basis points. So the market uh, was taken aback by this a little bit and um, started to price that into the front end of the curve. So the testimony was still pretty dovish overall, but that was certainly a change from prior meetings and the curve flattened as a result. Um, on the muni market, we kind of followed suit. Our five-year rates were down three basis points, 10-year rates down 31, and the 30-year rates were down 55 basis points. And we typically will underperform a pretty strong rally, but we actually kept up in the first quarter. Um, the, the long end of the muni market actually did better than the treasury market. And the reason for that was just our strong technicals. We typically get a January effect, and that happened. We, got, we have a lot of coupon and maturity rollovers that get reinvested in the market, and that tends to drive demand. Um, but we also had an end to the negative fund flows. Uh, if you recall, last year we had about $60 billion in negative fund flows. A lot of those happened at the end of the year as people took tax losses in their munis after a week 2013. In 2014, that as soon as the calendar turned, we saw that turn to positive, and so that helped demand. And then also a technical factor was issuance, which was extremely light, um, down 26% year over year, and that was re uh, led by uh, refunding deals, where, which were actually down 50%. Um, so you know what we saw there was some of these uh, deals that made sense last year with rates rising became out of the money in terms of refinancing, and so that slowed down considerably. And March uh, is typically a weak month for munis um, as people sell their munis to fund uh, payments for their taxes. Um, and we were negative, but it was much more driven by what the Fed was doing um, than, this, than those tax payments. In terms of strategy, 
we continue to be pretty active. Um, what we saw last year and really into the first two months of this year was retail investors really piling into the front end of the curve, buying up really five-year paper and in uh, as protection versus rising rates, selling their long-duration assets. Um, and, and so we've been trying to take advantage of that by selling that part of the curve, um, you know, that, that using the, the five-year muni treasury ratio as a proxy, um, that got to 62%, um, which was, you know, well through its historical average of 81% and really pretty close to its, um, uh, its historical lows. So, you know, if you look at our pur purchases and sales, um, about three quarters of our sales were from those um, five-year bonds for the quarter and um, over three quarters of our buys were actually a little bit longer in the 10 to 15 year area of the curve that did better. So looking uh, at performance, um, we actually underperformed the Barclays 10-year index. While we've been selling those five-year bonds, uh, we still are overweight that part of the market relative to the index. That's our hedge versus rising rates. Um, which was, so that turned out to be a negative as that part of the curve underperformed. We also have a higher quality bias uh, to our portfolio. We don't own any triple Bs. And as spreads tightened, the triple Bs did pretty well, including Puerto Rico this quarter. Um, so those were the negatives. Um, our longer-term bonds were our best performers. And, and if you look at the portfolio at all, uh, as a whole, we probably did pretty well versus our peer group, which tends to be shorter, um, typically in that five- to seven-year part of the curve. So in terms of outlook and themes going forward, um, I think, first of all, uh, the first quarter showed how difficult it is to predict rates. Um, you know, basically everybody and his brother was predicting rates to rise in the first quarter. You were kind of crazy if you thought rates were going to decline. Um, and what happened? That's exactly what happened. Rates declined. So that part of the market is pretty efficient and difficult to, uh, difficult to game. Also, hiding in the front end of the curve is not necessarily the answer. We've seen a lot of retail investors um, trying to get in on that front end of the curve to protect versus rising rates. And what did we see in March? We saw the front end of the curve really back up, and the short end took the biggest hit. So um, that's a challenge to try and understand where to be on the curve, but being shorter is not always the answer. Um, we look at the 5 to 10 spread as a proxy, and that's still really steep which means you're getting paid for going out the curve. Um, the, that, even though that flattened over the course of the first quarter, um, it was at about 140 basis points coming into the first quarter, um, and it, it's 118 leaving the quarter, but that's still about two times the historical average for that. So you're really picking up a lot of yield and roll for going out the curve a little bit. Um, in terms of muni credit quality, we feel like that headline risk is abating a bit. Um, Detroit slogging through their bankruptcy, um, but the market is sort of getting used to seeing those headlines. Um, Puerto Rico, which has been in the news a lot, was actually able to bring $3.5 billion <coughs> credit to the market. Um, with the market, with the bonds getting downgraded by all three rating agencies, it became a high-yield bond, and that became the largest high-yield deal in Muni history. Um, they certainly paid a stiff price for the deal. Uh, it yielded 873, um, but it essentially bought them some time. It'll give them a year or a year and a half to try and figure things out. It's still a very financially difficult situation over there. We don't own any of that credit, but it sort of takes that issue off the table in terms of the whole market right now. 
and puts it on the back burner a bit. Lastly, um, in terms of looking forward, we'll see um, if these lower rates actually bring some renewed issuance to the market. Um, we could see refunding deals pick up as some of those deals that were out of the money to refinance are actually back in the money. We could see states start to spend some money on capital projects, uh, given that they're starting to feel better. So, um, you know, we really look forward to an uptick in supply if that happens. And if that includes um, rates going up, we're certainly well positioned to take advantage of that. The key for us is uh, that flexibility and liquidity in the portfolio, having bonds across the curve so that we have something to sell uh, so that we can buy into it. And we're certainly ready to react to any change in these market conditions. Uh, that concludes um, my remarks for today. Thank you for listening and see you next quarter.